0: Boom. SQR Podcast for Rosenberg. My girl Lele's in the house tonight. Choreographer. Yo, pst, let him know. Let him know. Yo, let's do this. Let's do this. Come on. chop this up we're gonna dig into her life 2017 we we're supposed to rock out but now 2020 we're gonna even catch up on that podcast mm-hmm. dig into her life and really get this right lele yes. superstar up next on the sqr podcast <laughs> stay tuned you're in for a treat absolutely sqr podcast Score rosenberg cracking in with my girl lele hey hey you know i had to pause right there because i can't believe you're sitting across from me
1: right now Yeah, I'm kind of shocked I'm sitting across from you too. Not shocked, but it's like it's a long time coming.
0: You know what? I didn't want to begin this conversation without doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. Ask your podcast, Cole Rosenberg, only here to design, we're designed to educate, entertain, and encourage, and we do that by really digging into my guest's story and their life right now. And the person across from me is an epic connected person to this because you were here when we started in 2017. Yes. You popped in, Mm -hmm. saw what was going on. We actually Mm -hmm. started digging into your into your life.
1: Yeah. Something
0: popped up. I think your Mm. daughter was ill and had to be rushed to the hospital. Yeah.
1: So we had to stop and then it just yeah.
0: Life came in the way.
1: Right. But we're here now. 2020 vision. Mm.
0: That's Jules right out the bat. My sponsor would be so amiss if I continued this conversation without Offering you a Heineken from the beautiful refrigerator. Oh, absolutely. Beautiful refrigerator. Absolutely. So before you turn. Don't you know, mind yo.
1: <laughs> if I do.
0: We have we have the Zero Zero, which are the mm-hmm. alcohol free, and we have okay. the real Heinese.
1: Well, I mean Since you're a real star. Yeah, I can party with you one time for the one time. <laughs> Let's do
0: that. Grab a Heineken, I'll open it up for you right here. SQR podcast where we drink Heineken responsibly, Mm -hmm. we also speak Heineken and we speak Heineken responsibly, Bong. Toast, let's do this. Toast. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Absolutely, thank you for having me. Mm.
0: Phenomenal moment, Mm -hmm. phenomenal podcast, phenomenal year.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Phenomenal beginning to the decade. Yes. Lele, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: choreographer, Mm -hmm. influencer. Yes. Entertainer, Uh mom, yes, and probably one of the most dedicated, ride-or-die person you want in your corner.
1: Oh wow, I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: You know, because I I did my research Mm -hmm. and I realized that a lot of people—that's what they said about you. Mm -hmm. You know, in a tough time, she's there to to be relied on, Mm -hmm. and based on just your energy and post or the the behind-the-scenes conversation we've had, I realized Mm -hmm. that you are cut from a special cloth. What? So,
1: I've had a. Uh, big leaders ahead of me that uh i I take after my grandmother and my father you know what i mean so i've I've had some pretty dope people to look up to
0: and you know what's so funny here at the podcast Mm -hmm. we dig into those dope people Mm -hmm. because i know you're standing on some phenomenal shoulders right now yeah so why don't we just slice into this real quickly when you were born and you Mm -hmm. came onto this beautiful earth Mm -hmm. what was the makeup of the family like
1: um well my mom and my dad are muslim Um, so the household was very structured. Mm. Um, we didn't get to do a lot of things that a lot of people get to do. Um, and then my dad was a DJ himself. So he was into music. I was a third born. So I have two siblings before me. Um, so my dad got us into entertainment at a young age. So I started rapping at the age of two.
0: Which is pretty ironic Mm -hmm. because, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. right? In a Muslim household, Mm um, Girls aren't given that opportunity to be on the front lines, really, right? right. And to be rapping. Mm -hmm. What? What? what
1: Um, I mean, it's a little different. Uh, My mom and my dad are in the Nation of Islam. It's not really um, Islamic
0: beliefs. You know what I mean? Um, It's
1: kind of different. So, uh, but my dad was Godbody at first. Um, His Godbody name was um, Allah Love. Mm. Um. So. I mean, he had a lot of wisdom, stuff like that. And, I mean, with him being god body I mean, the FOIs and, you know, Farrakhan, that whole group, you know, uh, they basically reached out to him, the FOIs, and they recruited him. And that's how him and my mom got into uh, the Nation of Islam. Oh, wow. And my mom is still... A part of it to this day she's actually their um leading secretary What's and name? treasurer lisa muhammad is my mom's name
0: wow salute mm-hmm. that's that's impressive yeah. brothers sisters
1: yeah i have uh two sisters one older one younger and then i have a brother that's older than me
0: okay wow fascinating mm-hmm. born in the u.s yes where
1: patterson, patterson born and Jersey. grown Mm-hmm. born and
0: raised. You know, There's some really iconic people coming out of mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if it's the water mm-hmm. or you know the locale <laughs> but something special you know this is
1: Hidden so, jewels that's all I call them.
0: Yeah and what's so funny that's a jewel you just dropped mm-hmm. here because the mayor was our, uh, was our guest on uh, our last podcast Oh actually. wow. And one of the things he was very passionate about is mm-hmm. discovering Patterson just yeah. like Alexander Hamilton did mm-hmm. and bringing that back on the map so Muslim household. Yes. Mom and dad together. Yes. You sound like the iconic American family, actually. Mm -hmm. High school, kindergarten, high school, Mm -hmm. that whole, I mean, kindergarten, middle school, high school. What Mm -hmm. was that like?
1: Um, It was kind of different for me. Only reason I say that is because at a young age, I knew I was different from everybody. Um, I knew, I mean, I went to public schools in Patterson. I'm not saying that I was better than anybody in the public schools. It was just that I felt bored
0: in the public schools.
1: Yeah, I felt bored. I felt like I wasn't living to what I wanted to be. Like, I like singing, I like dancing, I like to perform. That's what I love to do. I did it since the age of two, you know, uh, winning trophies taller than myself, black music expos um they used to have those when I was little uh but we won grand prize I've been on the radio since I was four in New York City so I was used to all of that Mm, stuff so mm, being in mm. school and then them just talking about stuff that's in books it was like uh I don't know if I can do this (laughs) (laughs) so um I started to like tell my mom I wanted to do other things so in seventh grade I actually transferred to a performing arts academy Mm. um it's actually called performing arts academy of Patterson New Jersey it was located downtown Patterson it's a school for gifted kids basically everybody in there had a talent but the whole school made up a choir so everybody in there had the audition to be in the school so everybody in there sang um, but there was extra activities like we had dance as a major mm, stuff mm. like that um, continue on high school I went to Rosa Parks High School it's a performing arts high school Yo, big up that the only one in Patterson and I've dreamed of going there since fifth grade So, like I said, I've always had this...
0: Performing arts...
1: You know what I mean? This picture in my head, I'm like, I can't just stand still. Like, I know I have to be doing something else. I know I did. Um, And then before I went to those schools, I played softball since fifth grade, basketball since fifth grade. Here's what's
0: ironic, and I I have to go back to this Mm -hmm. factor. And And I know you clarified it about, you know, not Muslim Muslim. Right. But still, you know, you've been... Your parents seem to have pushed you yeah Out and supported yeah, this yeah. eccentric lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. My mom is just like, if you were to meet my mom, she's just like the total opposite of me. She's like so quiet and just so like a little mouse in the corner. Like she's not, you know, she's like really soft spoken stuff. And then you see me and it's like, oh, how is that your mom? Like to this day, people that go to Eastside, because my mom works at Eastside High School, they're like, how is that your mom? Yo, can, how me is that your can we
0: go to Eastside High School? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. That that's we need to since it's Black History Month, right? Only right.
0: Jewel from mm-hmm. Lele, as we crack into this.
1: Absolutely. So, like I said, I just always had a performance, performing arts background. But,
0: but you know, considering your mom was mm-hmm. so conservative, mm-hmm. where do you think you had that gene or that
1: to, um, to be doing
0: what you're doing, or to be as confident as you have been, and you know, to step out of your comfort zone and own the stage and want to perform?
1: I think it would have to be. Hmm.
0: I like that. No, because don't Ooh, give me no. That's no hard. Yo, no, don't give me no, you know, Macy's
1: answer. Because I, I mean, I can say my mom, because my mom, even though she wasn't <clears throat> forthcoming like I am, like in public, she would do it in the house. Like, my mom loves oh, to dance. Wow. She loves Janet Jackson. We used to watch, you know what I mean? Like, videos, stuff like that, um, reenact. Uh, dances from Michael Jackson's Remember the Time videos, you know, like we did it in the house, Okay. and my mom sings as well, Mm. so I I mean, we always did that stuff in the house, but as far as like outside, it just wasn't something that she did, but she would always support anything that we did, regardless of anything that we did. Um, I like that. I like that. But yeah, it was I I mean, I'm happy that my mom was uh, allowed us to express our Individuality, you know what I mean, because I'm the only one of the kids that dances, sings, and all that plays sports. My old my sisters didn't play any sports. My little sister was a cheerleader. That's it.
0: Wow, so. it, it's 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 fascinating mm-hmm. to hear the passionate which you talk about your lane, mm-hmm. and at such an early age,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and it's also impressive that mom and dad and mom mm-hmm. pushed you a hundred percent to get this going, and I mm-hmm. think. Let me rephrase that. I know that's why you're so successful now. Yeah. And you're going to be even more successful in if future because you know what it's like to mm-hmm. be supported. Mm-hmm. SQR Podcast, Score Rosenberg, my girl, Lele. We're going to yes. finish. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. Get back into the transition from high school into what she's moving with right now. And guess what? Afterwards, a little surprise for you. Stay tuned. EsQ Podcast, Lele. One. SQR Podcast, Score Rosenberg, cracking in with my girl, Lele. <laughs> You know, and what's so funny, when I look at your Instagram feed mm-hmm. and I see what you're doing out here, mm-hmm. number one, I'm only thinking, you are incredibly fit. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I mean, what is the gym routine like? What is all that like?
1: I don't go to the gym. What? I don't like the gym. I don't like lifting weights. I, I, I mean, the only time I really went to the gym is when I had to, when I played sports, you know, softball. You know you gotta lift you know, 10 pound or whatever it <laughs> is But um, I'm no, not really look... a weight person I'm not So how are all... you
0: able to maintain the stamina
1: um, I dance um, But I dance in heels And dancing in heels is very technical right. um, It takes a lot of support Arm work um, Core Calf work abs, yeah, All of that Ankles Everything I'm talking about all the way to the tip of your Your big toe It takes all of that energy Because your feet Have to be pointed At a certain angle In order for your line To come out straight Which is your leg You know what I mean Mm. It can't be bent A certain way It it takes a lot
0: So guess what Um, Before you leave here tonight (coughs) You're going to teach Squirrel Rosenberg A little two step move I'm going to get my lines right. But before we even get to that, I want to dig into everything that got us to here. Okay. I'm really curious about that. Mm-hmm. So we navigated everything. We're now that going through high school, you were very active in sports. Mm-hmm. Very, the, the, the main person under your family that's really moving out here mm-hmm. in terms of the physical activities. Right. Your transition from high school. Mm-hmm. When did you realize that? Hey, you know what? I want to stay in this dancing lane. Um... Let me go back a little bit. Let me poke this question. Mm. What was high school like for you? High that- school.
1: Um, high school was cool. I can honestly say that. Like I said, I was, I was always active. So I still played softball. I still played basketball. What about the social um,
0: activities? What about the social still, interaction? What about mm, friends? and?
1: I, was, I had a lot of friends, but I had a lot of older friends. I was a freshman with senior friends. Why? Uh, my mom was involved in the school district all my life. So my mom worked at Rosa Parks before I even started going there. My freshman year of high school. So, everybody knew her. You know what I mean? The, the kids that so, yeah. had her before that knew her. So, they all like, oh, you're Miss Brown's daughter. You're Miss Brown's daughter. So, they all kind of like took me in as little sis type of thing.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought there may be some hatred like, you know, you're you getting treatment. No, I mean, treatment. there's always
1: that, you yeah. know. Um, But that didn't stem from my mom or them knowing my mom. It stemmed from... Me not letting them speak to me or treat me any kind of way because I was a freshman. You know how that goes. Yeah. You're a freshman. The seniors, juniors, they feel like, oh, let me freshman prank, <laughs> or let me do this, or let me do that. And I walked in like, no, we're not having that.
0: Wow. So it was Mutual like your confidence.
1: Absolutely. Uh, that's one thing I can say. Um, my mom, my dad, my grandmother, they all instilled in all of us was confidence. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, is. I've grown up with a lot of people in my family that have, you know, uh deficiencies, disorders, stuff like that. So we were always taught to big up the other person. It doesn't matter if they're any different. My little mm-hmm. sister, she's left-handed. She got picked on all her life for being left-handed. But there's a, a whole universe with people that are left-handed. Yeah. But we didn't understand that as kids, you know what I mean? So yeah. um I helped her with that and stuff. So, you know... uh, I I had a a, a real structured high school life, I could say. I'm not going to say that it was everything I should have did. You know, I I dibbled and dabbed into the the wrong crowds and stuff (laughs) like that. Like, of course, but I wasn't – it was only because, like I said, I was so bored that I wanted to do other stuff. Like, after my dance rehearsals, they would be done at, like, 5.30, 6 o'clock p.m. And I'm like, I still want to dance, or I still want to do this. So it was like I would stay out to like, 10 o'clock. My mom thinks I'm being – a fast you know yeah. but it wasn't that it was just you know I'm really out here just dancing or I'm talking about you know band practice the next day or I'm going over okay. a song for school because it's like when I go back when I go home I don't have anybody to share that mm. in the house with mm. because so you're invested with the n- friends and what we go right
0: right. so um, it seemed and, and I'm glad you kind of skimmed over mm-hmm. the more colorful side of high school mm-hmm. but <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I got pregnant my junior year. Slow I mean, my up. senior Erks, year, Erks. pulled the bricks
0: in Jamaica was like and pull up. That's what we're not gonna go over here on the okay. podcast because here's what's interesting, and mm-hmm. it's not about you know getting your business on front right, G. right, right. right. It's, of course, it's about another young lady mm-hmm. who's just as talented as mm-hmm. you are, and she's like, yo, where does she get this confidence mm-hmm. from? So let's just go back a little bit. Right. So going through high school, right. the wrong crowd, mm-hmm. because I felt like based on what I just learned about you you had a persona that you kind of have to up, up, uphold mm-hmm. because of your mother's role in the school and in the school district mm-hmm. but then again you still got influence and pulled the wrong way absolutely what happened um if you, we're looking back retrospectively so we're uh-huh. going to look back like a fly <clears throat> on the wall
1: mm-hmm. okay. what,
0: what do you think happened
1: um i think it stemmed back from a long way before even high school um my dad i was a daddy's girl not even going to lie to you. So my dad uh, got involved in the wrong things. He wound up doing a little time. um, Six, seven years or something like that. Um, And then I I went to go live with my grandmother, which is my mom's mom. So I kind of felt distant a little bit from my family because my mom still had my older sister, my younger sister, my brother. But I was the only one that went away. Why? Um, I asked my mom that, but she said it was because me and my older sister, we really didn't get along that well. So she couldn't really manage to take all four of us, but it was still like, so you just leave one out and take three. That's what I was thinking at the time, you know what I mean? But sense. I had to understand like my mom, my dad brought a house at the age of 22 before he even got locked up. So my mom was holding out a mortgage at, mm. my, my dad was 22, that mean my mom was 20. You get what I'm saying, with four kids. So, but at the time I'm not thinking. Oh, mom's yeah. young. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just mad that y'all left me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Where's everybody at? You know what I mean? So that was the the kind of thinking that was going on in my head. But, um, yeah, I think that was I was I was angry because when my dad left, I didn't have the music. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like when my dad left, I didn't have that outlet. Like we literally had a studio in our basement, like literally a full flesh studio, like a booth and everything. You know what? I so, ask
0: your mom's name. What's mm-hmm. your dad's name?
1: Anthony. Anthony Brown.
0: Let's toast to Anthony.
1: <laughs> yes. I lost him. It'll be uh, a year in April, April 17th that I lost my dad.
0: R.I.P. Anthony. Yeah. And I wondered if he knew the impact he was making on his daughter mm-hmm. at the time, you know, because we do things as dad. I have two mm-hmm. girls and you know, dad, I need this and I, you know, right. you show up or dad, can I talk and mm-hmm. I listen. And you don't understand the impact you're making as a dad right. on, on daughters, mm-hmm. you know. And thank you so much for expressing that and being mm-hmm. so vulnerable. But I salute him mm-hmm. because you know that connection you had was amazing. It,
1: I, it took a long time for me to realize what he was trying to tell me, but um, the mindset that I had when he actually came home it was like you left me, so it was like kind of a rebellious type of thing. So the daddy's girl kind of turned into the rebellious girl, where it was like me and him kind of bumped heads a little bit. So me and my mom but started you, getting closer to each other. Ooh so it was like it really reversed itself and uh me and my dad started getting like really distant uh where it was like bad bad like really really bad like where it was like i was questioning myself like does he even really love me is like he's not supposed to be treating me this way he's my dad but um the blessing in in all of that happening is when he did actually get sick and he had his heart surgeries uh i was able to express myself to him because my dad He's a Capricorn, number one. And if anybody knows anything about Capricorns, they're not really soft, expressive people like that. Um, And when they do express themselves, it's very aggressive. Okay, very brash. And it's like, listen to me. It's what it is. This is this. You know what I mean? Like, every Capricorn that I've known have been very stern in their beliefs. Mm. Any Capricorn. I don't care who it is, male or female. Okay. So, um, where was, where was I at again?
0: No, you were talking about your dad's, you know, passion behind okay. the, the, the bumping head. I know yeah, that he was yeah, yeah. So, surgery. like
1: I said, um, I took a blessing in him being sick. Not the fact that he was sick, but the fact that I was able to communicate. communicate with him because he didn't sit down long enough for me to even have a conversation with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never really had a conversation with my dad like I'm having with you right now. Like, oh, how was your day in school? Or how did your baseball game go? Or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, I didn't have that. So, being that... I feel like God set him still mm. so that I could talk to him cuz every birthday it was like 4 years he went through the um you know his heart surgery and stuff like that uh rehab. So throughout those 4 years I would just drop like little letters or something. I'll buy a a teddy bear, balloons, and I'll get him a card or something, but I'll write something in the card. You get what I'm saying or I'll just write down my feelings, a two page letter or something like that. And I'll just tell my mom to give it to him. Cause I couldn't, I I couldn't even like watch him read it. I don't know why I just couldn't watch him, but I knew he knew how I felt in the inside. You know what? what? I
0: I thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being as passionate Mm -hmm. as you have been and dedicated to communicating because guess what? You had another option, yeah, which was screw this, you know, you know, F Mm -hmm. you or, you know, the world's against me, but you might m- a podcast called Rosenberg. Now I understand why you have been so successful mm-hmm. and why you're going to even be more successful because all the right ingredients mm-hmm. are here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not here. It took a while, they're but they're there. So, so you, see, <laughs> you, you see that scenic route, that, that journey is the mm-hmm. shit I want to hear. Yeah. You know, I don't want to skirt around that. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, it's not about getting your business out, but it's right. for somebody to realize that if she made it or is making it, I can do the same. Absolutely. I'm gonna take a quick break. Let's
1: when I do get it. back in, I want
0: to talk about the affiliations with a couple people that's okay. moving out here. All right. Um, the influence you've had on them and mm-hmm. they have had on you. Okay. And when we close, you're gonna teach Quo Rosenberg a little two-step routine.
1: All right. Let's get it. Boom. I'm ready.
0: SQR podcast. Quo Rosenberg. My girl Lele. One. SQR podcast. Quo Rosenberg cracking in with this treat. I am honored to have tonight. And I'm sharing it with the entire, not only the crew, but the entire audience that's able to dissect this. And that's why it's very important that you tune into the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we're making a shirt for you right now.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, I can't wait to see it.
0: My boy War, you know, head of the whole design and merchandise department, is mm-hmm. making a shirt to commemorate this moment right now. Can't wait. Yes, it's big. So, um, behind the scenes, we were talking, and I said to you, Hope. Fascinated, I am mm-hmm. behind your vulnerability and your mm-hmm. honesty. Mm-hmm. And you said to me that when your dad spoke to you at times, mm-hmm. it was as if he was spoke- speaking at you, mm-hmm. not to you. Right. And there's a big difference.
1: Big difference. It's a big difference when somebody speaks at you. It's like this kind of demanding energy that it's like, it kind of locks you in a little bit mm. when somebody speaks at you. Um, and if you don't know how to handle that it, it can turn really ugly and that's what my problem was i couldn't take people speaking at me
0: so 14 mm-hmm. 15 mm-hmm. when he came back into your life mm-hmm. from his little stay right you are a young woman by then mm-hmm. hormones feelings are ever coming to come into play mm-hmm. you took a colorful turn through high school mm-hmm. considering the stock you were cut from yes And the influences you had. Mm -hmm. What about that journey? Let's just go down that road for a little bit.
1: Um, oh.
0: Wrong crowd.
1: Um, yeah, the wrong crowd, even though they were into the things that I was into, like we were all in performing arts high school, stuff like that. Like they were just into the wrong stuff. Like some of them smoked cigarettes in high school, some of them smoked weed in high school. Like, I wasn't into that stuff. Like, so it was kind of like a peer pressure kind of situation almost mm-hmm. um but i didn't fall into it because it wasn't my thing okay i felt like we'd stink at that time so i was yeah. like it'll get away from me like they all look slow every <laughs> time I, every time i went around them i was just like you know when you're the sober one, you're looking at everybody else like, um, what's, what's happening right now? So that was the kind of situation they it were was. were probably
0: under the influence of the Indica strain. Yes, they like, were. I was talking to my, um, I, uh, my senior animator, and we were having a conversation about that. That's mm. so why we were able to have this. But go mm. ahead.
1: Go ahead. But, but I mean, now I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm <laughs> the one that's looking a little slow. <laughs> but at the time, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't my thing. I was really into my arts and really into what I was into. Right, right. But, um...
0: That is amazing. It
1: was a thing where.
0: So the, the period. The, so 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 so. We, so remember now. We're, mm-hmm. we're taking the scenic route. Right. Right. Let's go in. Yes. So, the influences were all these things. Yes. What What was it? Or,
1: um, it was just the people I was around were always doing stuff. And like I said I just wanted to be active I wanted to be in stuff so this was the crowd that was always going to parties this is the Mm. crowd that got invited to senior events these this was the crowd that got invited to you know you know what I mean so it was it was much different for me because but I wasn't I wasn't grown in that aspect I just wanted to be out I just wanted to learn so much at a young age it was like all right give it all to me at one time but I couldn't handle it at one time because True. I was always in fights. I've gotten jumped because of people <laughs> I used to chill with. It wasn't even my problem. <laughs> but just because they saw me with this girl or this crowd, I was involved with it. Like, it got to a point where I used to have to watch my back uh, because East Side and Rosa Park started beefing because, you know, they call us the gay school. Yeah you know what I mean so it was like a gay bashing type of situation where they came into school pulled out fire alarms so everybody could go outside they start jumping people what yeah teachers and everything yeah Eastside if you ever look it up I'm telling you they have it in the paper somebody East Side from High e- School somebody from Eastside snuck into Rosa Parks High School and pulled the fire alarm so that everybody can come outside and they basically you know J- gay bashed you know whoever they thought was you know yeah wow so it was, it was kind of tough. Um, and then back then it was like, it was different. People were wanted to fight back then. So it was kind of like I had to learn how to defend myself because it was like people would really test you. Uh, we had girls in Patterson that used to brag about jumping people you know what I mean like it was a a cult of these girls like yeah. just walking around just jumping people and they really used to broadcast it so it was like you kind of had to have that kind of mentality uh we had a lot of we had a more activities back then too than we have now mm-hmm. pep rallies you know what I mean like um night football games we used to have a lot of them back then we don't have any of them now you know what I'm saying things have changed but um It was more leeway to do more stuff back then, I guess you could say. And you did them. I did them. Did them all. Like, yep, I did them all. Like, we we meeting over here. We meeting there. Like, who we fighting today? We going this way. (laughs) Call them. We we about to call our peoples. Bring whoever you're going to bring. Let's meet in the back of the building. You know what I mean? Like, it was that kind of situation because that's just the people that I ran with was just so ready to go. And I was, too. So, So it was like, all right, let's go. So,
0: I can ask you this. What would you tell Mm -hmm. young Lele Mm -hmm. back then?
1: um calm down <laughs> relax um uh second second i, I would have second guessed a lot mm. a lot now that i'm thinking about it now yeah it definitely would have changed the outcome of everything but then i wouldn't have my daughter so i can't say that
0: your podcast go rosenberg what a jewel yeah
1: so it's like a catch twenty-two. It's, it's what
0: a jewel, you know. No, thank you for bringing. And what's so funny? You know, let, let's speak up on that. Mm-hmm. Your daughter. Yes. All right. So she's
1: an old lady now. What's
0: her What's her name? Janaya. Shout out to Janaya.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What yeah. What happened when she came into your life?
1: Oh, I was scared. Um,
0: can I Can I go back to the first time you found out you were pregnant with her?
1: Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I found out I was scared like I said my mom and my dad they're Muslim yeah that's not you know I was trying to hide it I'm like um, oh. my mom's like yeah because my daughter you know how your mother speaks so highly of you in front of people like yeah baby girl she's she's good she's doing this she's not in trouble she's nothing I'm just looking in the back like um. <laughs> <laughs> it was that kind of situation um But it happened fast. It happened really fast. I wasn't a fast girl. Getting pregnant? Yeah, it it happened fast. I lost my virginity at 17. um, And I lost it two weeks after my my birthday, which is in May. Uh, A couple months later in October, nothing happened with my body. Females, if you know what I mean. So I'm thinking to myself, like, what's happening right now? Like, I knew something wasn't right. And then November came and nothing so then my um her father my daughter's father actually was like i think you need to go to the hospital and this is when barnet hospital was still open yeah, yeah, yeah. we went to barnet hospital and that lady had to put three sticks in the cup in order for me to believe her because i was sitting in there like lady no I like no this cannot be happening i just thought of my mother killing me my father <laughs> killing me i'm like lady no we cannot how old were you at this stage i was 17 mm-hmm
0: 17 and pregnant
1: 17 yeah
0: your guy at a time mm-hmm. what was his reaction to that news
1: um he was ecstatic what um he was really happy reason being is because we fell in love with each other i'm gonna tell you a, a, a secret okay so my daughter's father uh he knew that i really didn't like men mm-hmm. when i met him
0: oh so we
1: I- started off as friends at First, okay. Um,
0: so hold up, hold up. So, are you saying <laughs> you played for uh-huh. the other team? Okay, yeah, okay. All right, <laughs> All right so, Plot twist. Score, yeah, yeah, score Rosenberg. This is what we do. We <laughs> dig in and find out what we need to find out to make sure we realize that what we're realizing. So, um, you're playing for the other team at this, but that's pretty young. No, age.
1: I, no, 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 I wasn't. What it was was, was I understood that I I liked women, but I understood that I was not accepted in my household. So I hid it from my parents. I hid it from myself. I had never had an experience with a woman, nothing, but I just knew my feelings, but I knew they were wrong to feel like that. You get what I'm saying? So, um, i actually met my daughter's father through a mutual friend. We wound up chilling with each other. We had a, a bomb friendship. Uh, I met him when I was 13, he was 14. Okay. 14, 15, 16, we, we were best friends. like, And then I wind up falling in love with him.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. And then I lost my virginity and then pop. That's it. That's wow. how that happened. Wow. So my daughter was definitely made out of love. I don't regret any of that ever. You know, even after he left me when she was a month old. It was a lot yeah. of stuff with that, but that's here nor there. What
0: a colorful journey.
1: Right. So my blessing came from you know me having my daughter
0: you know what um i want to salute you Mm
1: -hmm.
0: for being a hundred percent because you didn't have to share that side but i appreciate because guess what i have to be aware that in today's culture Mm
1: -hmm.
0: the debate about sexuality The debate about what you are, and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's—it's. It's, I gotta be honest with you. I'm an old school Jamaican, <laughs> so it's even tougher to yeah. filter through my eyes. Yeah. I know. But I have two daughters, mm-hmm. and I'm aware of what the environment that we're growing up mm-hmm. in, and you know, I salute mm-hmm. you for sharing that mm-hmm. and, and navigating those waters. But what's even more interesting, as you said, you know, being attracted to women and knowing that from an early age, mm-hmm. but still developing a relationship mm-hmm. with this this guy mm-hmm. and you spot you still speak highly of him regardless yeah, of that's amazing he's a dope
1: individual like I-, I mean as far as relationship wise i can't speak on that it was you yeah know, I, I don't want to cheat it you know but as a man and a father phenomenal i've never had to ask this boy for nothing since the day she was born you understand me like nothing and she's 13 now what's his name adam
0: This us just to adam for being yeah, a stand-up dad and a absolutely. stand-up man
1: Absolutely.
0: Big up, big up. I mm-hmm. a podcast called Rosenberg. You know, we take this slow, interesting stroll. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, so for in our world today, it's all about let me get to point A to point B quickly. Yeah. Slow it down. Mm-hmm. Let's have a conversation over Heineken responsibly. Yes. Let's learn about Lele and all the ingredients that make her the fascinating person she is right mm-hmm. now. Let me take a quick break. Yes. Last set. We're coming mm-hmm. back here. I want to find out what you're working on. Okay. The school, the dance school, the classes you're giving, how mm-hmm. you know, people can line up for that. Okay. And just what your goals are for this decade. Okay. SQR Podcast called Rosenberg. Lele. I told you were in for a treat and you got it. One.
1: They asking for the queen to buy some cameras in here. I'm a bad She's a savage. No comparison here. I'm a flip my hair and look back while I twerk in the mirror. All this money in a room. Think some scammers in here. I'm coming straight up out that third. eye. whip the whip like I started. Grain, we swerving, keeping his mind all on these curves Coop fly like a bird, cold on him like birds Always keep my words, no I don't do crosswords Sell you in a like them hot girls, them hips uh, I hopped that shit the way I hopped up and slid uh, I pop my shit, now watch me pop up again uh, I my stuff, float, now watch me sweep up these ends I'm savage, savage, savage uh, classic, bougie, uh, ratchet okay. Sassy, moody, nasty uh, Acting uh, stupid, uh, what's happening, uh, what's up?
0: The stage, the stage, yeah. Boom, SQR Podcast, Cole Rosenberg, cracking in with my girl Lele. Actually, you know, it's the, you say girl, I want to say woman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, because we navigated some things and you've shared some things. And mm-hmm. um, I sense a lot of confidence behind the hiccups, the wins, the losses, everything that you've experienced, mm-hmm. which is profound. Yes. You know, let's own those things. Mm. Let's own the wins. Let's own the losses. So as we get ready to close on this fourth segment, um, I am, see, we needed this. <laughs> Dan, our sound guy said, when is the fire department or the police department <laughs> is going to go by <laughs> to let people know where we're at? Yeah, this is mm. Patterson, New Jersey. They're working out here. Right. Officers and fire guys, hope you have a safe night tonight. Anyway, we went through the journey. Yes. let talk about having your daughter at a young age. Mm that whole impact sharing it with your parents Mm -hmm. and now moving forward you now want to hone your skill yes what made it become serious
1: Uh, my daughter made it serious for me um my daughter started talking at six months she started saying little stuff nine months I can say she started getting really good and then by one it's like she could have a conversation with you and you wouldn't even think she was one. Mm. Um, so her developing really early, um, she developed this confidence that was like, I used to look at her like, why is she just so ready to just take on stuff? You know what I mean? Um,
0: well, you know in Jamaica, we said the mango don't fall too far from the tree. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. I, I get that. Uh, but it was just like at the age of one, I mean, when you look at kids now, you say that like these kids are growing up too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, But at that point in time, it was just a matter of she saw what was around her. I was always constantly working. Her dad always constantly kept two jobs. You know what I mean? Um, I was still involved in arts. I still was dancing. I still was doing fashion shows, you know, because I model as well. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of runway shows and stuff like that. So her traveling with me, doing all of that, um, that sparked an interest in her. So when I got down Uh, Myself, this I believe she was about four or five, I want to say. And um, she caught me crying. And I was just like, I don't know. I I kept saying sorry to her because I never showed her that in front of her. You know what I mean? Well, I try not to as much, you know, because kids get affected by stuff like that. Mm. Um, By seeing their, their parents go through certain things or hearing a lot of yelling going around, verbal abuse, that's very harmful to a child pulling period i don't care um so like she told me she was just like mommy it's okay you'll be fine like but she's not knowing that she's speaking life into me because she's just talking you know what i mean but she's That's like a jewel right there you she's just, just like like my her dad's mom is very uh she's a christian woman so she's very into like church so she speaks to her a lot about god and you know jesus and stuff like that and she's just like she said to me one day she goes mommy jesus knows your heart and i do too she wow. was like, he, he knows what he wants you to do. You know what you want yourself to do. She, he, she was like, uh, God makes no mistakes. Five. I'm looking at this little girl like, <laughs> um, you've been here before. Like, yeah, yeah. It, but it was just like, that just showed me how much she actually pays attention to the things that are around her. But it was just like, whoa, like for this five-year-old to, to speak life into something that she has no idea about, she doesn't even know what I'm crying over. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not going to have that conversation with her, but yeah. it was just she didn't know. So over the years, you know, she, she saw me um, get better at what I do, and she just kept telling me, like, Mommy, just keep going, keep going. She called me the goat one time. Oh. She said, Mommy, you're the goat. And I'm just like, what do you know about being a goat? <laughs> like, What do you Yo, – where did I, you hear that I, I
0: love her. I love her confidence, yeah. you know, and I love her expressiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask you, now that you carved this lane, do you mm-hmm. remember the first time you did a – choreography dance where there's a solar in a group Mm -hmm. and you failed oh you either failed or the reaction you were expecting to get didn't you didn't get
1: i wouldn't say i failed i would say i got railroaded and okie doked in the the situation (laughs) no i did like when i explained this to you you're gonna know why i said that Uh, go in um during high school like i said i used to be a part of an organization organization called danny house it was a um a a youth community group for the kids of Patterson like it was a performing arts center for kids um I don't know if you guys know Father English yes yeah we used to have practice down there all the time that's where it originated from okay um we used to have practice down there so we used to have showcases like uh twice a month and one showcase uh the late the 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 leader of the organization, her daughter was in charge of the dancers. So she was like, she would make up like the choreography or whatever the case may be. But this go around, I don't know what happened. I don't know if she got mad at us. This was like the third year into, you know, the Danny House organization. We did a tribute to um, Usher when his Confessions album came out. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: That's a big record. Right,
1: right. So we did a whole little um, segment. Like it was literally snippets of each song from that album that we did like it was literally a whole concert of just Usher so um, throughout the show um, she had spots where we had to make up our own choreography to the songs but she did not give us the song until the day of the show
0: so you had to cook it up
1: an hour before the show started
0: okay now we're under pressure okay this is, <laughs> this is getting nice Sorry.
1: when I tell you I wanted to cry I'm like, it's an hour before the show.
0: How I don't even know when the team? song,
1: it, it was about, um, i say 25 dancers. But we, we uh, performed at the college, and if anybody knows the college downtown, the stage is really small. Yeah. So we had to like kind of, one, one uh, a team go out and then we go back in, uh, another team okay, go okay, out yeah, move and fluctuate, you, you yeah. know what I mean? That's why she added parts in there because the stage was so small. Mm. But I literally had to make up this choreography an hour before the show. This was my junior year of high school, I'll never forget it, and this was the first time I ever danced in shoes in my life. And then the clothes that the designer had us wear were too tight for me to move in.
0: So win, 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 and win.
1: I was like, I can't win right now, like what's happening? So, And then I had a duet, so I had a duet with a boy. So now do I not only have to make up a routine, I have to make up a routine with a whole other person that has no idea what they're doing either. An hour before. before the show. How did it go? It went good, actually. <laughs> I thought you were but trying to say it went no, downhill. No, it didn't. It, it went downhill at first when we first started off because we didn't know what we were doing. So we were basically like freestyling on the stage. But neither one of us know how to freestyle. So we stand in there looking at each other for like a couple seconds. Like the music is playing, but we're looking at each other like he's on one side of the stage. <laughs> I'm on the other. The curtain's open. Nobody's on the stage. So we're just looking at each other. I'm like, you go. I'm like, no, you go. Like, you're the man. Like, what you mean? he like, you lead. I'm like, but we talking across the stage. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Some people saw me in the audience because, you know, the curtain. Yeah, yeah, you can see the- from the angle. Oh, my God. They're like, if y'all don't. They was like, oh, my gosh. Like, the commentator was trying to hype them up because I was nervous. I was mm-hmm. nervous. I'm not even going to lie to you. Who went first? Um, we both wound up walking out at the same time.
0: Okay, okay. I
1: just said, you know what, Alicia, just go. Just go, just go, just go. And when I walked out, he walked out. I mean, I slipped a little bit, but he caught me. And then after he caught me, we just went in after that. Like, we just let it flow after that. Nice. That's when I realized, like, all right, all right, Lay. You can be put in a sticky situation. So that was a profound moment for me because, like I said, junior year, I've never danced in heels in my life. This boy was twirling me around, and I'll never forget his name, Purnell. He was a twin. Burnell and Purnell were their name, and we actually went to Rosa Parks together. Wow. And then we wind up dancing in this show together, and I was like, all right, well, let's do it.
0: Dancing in heels.
1: Yeah. It's not easy.
0: Which is where we are right now. Yes. With Lele's Movement. Yes. What's the name of your company?
1: Okay, so I have a company called Slay 12. Um, it stands Slow for it down. S-
0: slow it down. Spell it out for them.
1: Slay. S-L-A. S-L-A-Y.
0: Slay 12. 12.
1: 12, 12 a... is my lucky number.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, what's a 12 for?
1: 12 is my lucky number. Um, that's the number I've had all my life through sports. Okay. And then if you add my daughter's birthday, the, the month and the day, you get 12. Solid. 7 plus 5. Okay. 12. Slay
0: 12. <laughs> the company. And your dance troupe is dancing in nothing but heels. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it didn't start off that way. It was all kind of dancing, to be honest with you, contemporary um, jazz, because that's what I was used to And mm-hmm. hip-hop. Um, I started doing the heels. Uh, I honestly could say I started doing the heels about four years ago, five years ago. It wasn't something that was in my repertoire, shall I say. And then I told you, um, well, I had a little situation with my hand. So I basically fell through a china cabinet. And I hit the nerve, the tenant, the artery. I hit everything. So I had over 50 stitches in my hand. I had to learn how to use my right hand all over again. So I had to take like a year or two off. Mm. Physical therapy. I literally had to learn how to like grip a door. I couldn't pick up a piece of paper. A dime. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was I literally. UK for granted. Exactly. So um, that kind of stagnated me a little bit. Um, honestly speaking. So I can say, like I said, I took it serious about. Me about four years ago.
0: So, um, as we get ready to close, I want to get the meat out of this. And when mm-hmm. you say I took it seriously, yes. Do you remember what you did?
1: Um, I stepped back and stopped allowing other people to dictate to what my dream was.
0: Ask your podcast. What a freaking joke.
1: hmm It's just you know uh, when you get in the entertainment field you have a lot of people who are entertainers a lot of people that um, mask themselves as entertainers that they can get you here they can do this for you they can do that for you oh let's collab on something or oh Mm. get with my team and do this and do that and sometimes you find yourself putting out more than you're getting or you find them just piggybacking off of what you're doing or using your name or You know, uh, basically just getting you in a room to get your ideas and then they do nothing with you but all your ideas go with them. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean by I took it serious. I stopped talking and I started literally writing things down and just I just started manifesting them on my own. So I literally started investing in myself. Everything came out of my pocket. Everything came from me. Like I run my own Instagram pages. I run all of that. Emails, I run everything. Because like I said, I, I got sick and tired of people piggybacking off of what I was doing um there were people making freaking um hostings of me and I wasn't even coming but they were getting the money
0: that's nuts
1: you know what I mean so it was that kind of situation but it happens a lot it's not unnormal
0: no but so here's the deal you've experienced this Mm. you've adjusted yourself Mm -hmm. you've dominated in the field that you're in right Mm -hmm. now slay 12 yes Share with my audience mm-hmm. where they could find you. How they could get in touch with you if they mm-hmm. wanted to be a part of your production.
1: Okay, so um, slate twelve, um, like I was beginning to say, uh, is very special to me um, because I, I, I've been a person to deal with depression. It's a campaign basically about um, you know fighting against depression, fighting against um, you know individuality. It uh, stands for stop, listen, attack. With yours?
0: Stop. Listen. Attack. What's yours?
1: Mm-hmm. Basically, um, I mean, like I said, that's just something that I've learned from experience. You have to stop. You have to listen to the people before you, um, the people after you. You know what I mean? You you never know too much. You you know what I mean? Like you're sitting here in front of me, and I'm sitting here in front of you, but there's some things that we don't you, know. And, and I just learned a you, lot. from You know what, what I right mean? Now. So it's just like you you can learn from anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. People learn from kids every day. Just like I told you, I learned from my child at that young means, age.
0: Because you're open.
1: You get what I'm saying? But being so blind and being so angry, anger can really block a lot of blessings.
0: Not easy. no. Notice you've been, you've been dropping jewels nonstop through this entire because podcast. Because it
1: messed up my life. Like anger problems and being mad at the world and, and being mad at things that I couldn't control. Let it go. stagnated me and that's why another reason why i got serious about four or five years ago you know what i mean because i was just so stern on no this is how i want it to be done when it's like no you have to come near know that things are going to be ran a certain way before you can add your input Mm -hmm. to it you know what i mean because the industry is already designed you know what i'm saying the industry yo classic classic mm -hmm. jewels
0: throughout as we get ready to wrap on this um you know, I ask you, there's two questions mm-hmm. all my guests are asked yes. as we close.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have the magic wand. Yes. Give it to you. You have two wishes. Only two wishes. Jesus. One of the wish can't be for more wishes. So don't be Jamaican on me. <sighs> all right.
1: Because that's exactly what I'm I know, I know. <laughs> I just
0: already took that. that. That cannot be. You only have two wishes. Your okay. first wish, Lele.
1: Mm.
0: And I like the fact that you're even pausing to think about this. Because my first is,
1: wish? Yeah. Cause I mean
0: two wishes. Whatever you want, your first wish.
1: To bring my father back. Bong. I don't I don't feel like he was done teaching. Mm. And not even just teaching me. Mm. Like there are people that I've met in the streets. Um, my dad was you know, that was his his lane. He wasn't into the streets heavy, but he just knew a lot of people. Yeah. You know, he was a DJ, so he knew a lot of the people in Patterson. But um, a lot of younger dudes that are younger than me have come up to me at my dad's funeral like, yo, your father really helped me do this, do that. That helped me realize and put into perspective how much of an influence he was to other people, too. Even though I thought he was just this ball of anger. Yeah, it was like it, it was something else. Wow. Underneath that, you know, so um that was something that I wish that I could I could just bring him back, you know that that knowledge, I love the fact that, that, that wisdom. You said
0: to, I love the fact that you said to teach more. Mm-hmm. That's big. Your mm-hmm. second wish.
1: Second wish. Hmm. Jesus, I don't. This is hard. No, it's not. This is easy for y'all. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is easy for y'all. This is easy. <laughs>
0: it's not hard because I can't no, think but, of a it, second it,
1: one because um, most people would say to be rich or be wealthy or something like that but I feel Lele like that Lele would come say? with work you know but Pong. I don't know what the last
0: one another know. jewel um, and I'm glad you're really thinking about it because you could have been you could have been nonchalant about uh-huh. it and say anything you wanted right? but the fact that you're really thinking about it really means that you're taking my questions seriously gotta think about
1: this <laughs> that part you know <laughs> Always done, get yep, up yep. every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. See, I knew it's your podcast, For
0: Rosenberg, my See? girl Lele, laying everything out. Thank you so much for being here. We chopped it up. Yes. We got into the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Let them know where they could find you if they want to be a part of your dance crew.
1: Okay, so uh, my business page is Slay S L A Y twelve on Instagram, and my Facebook. They wouldn't allow me to have Lele because it wasn't my real name. So it's my real name on Facebook, Alasia Brown, A-L-A-S-I-A, Brown like the color.
0: Bong. SQR Podcast. Score Rosenberg. Lele. Check her out on Instagram. Follow her. Be a part of her dance troupe yes. and bring your heels. You're in for yes. a treat. One. Bong. Good work. Good work. Good work. Good work, good work.
1: Hey. Good work.